Welcome to Coffee Table Mythos. I'm Eliza. And I'm Leah. Grab your favorite beverage and let's talk myths. What you drinking today? Guys, it's been a morning. <laughs> so I'm drinking cold espresso that I made this morning with caramel creamer in it. In a mug that I'm pretty sure my middle sister got me. It says, oh, for picture of a fox sake on it. I'm sure you can extrapolate what that is supposed to mean. And I was really excited about it. Pulled it down off the shelf where we had it just like as a decoration because we have so many coffee mugs. And when I was making the espresso and I went to make the second cup of espresso, the pressure hadn't released enough out of the espresso maker. And this is the first time this has happened to me in two years since I've gotten the machine. And when I took the part that holds the coffee grounds or the espresso grounds out, the force of the steam popped it off the holder and shot into the cup. But since it wasn't pressurized, like held up anymore, it acted like a drill and shot the grounds like all over the kitchen. <laughs> I'm a little too close to the situation. I'm told that it's very funny. I came down. All I saw was Leah just trying to, like, she, she was like a madhouse with how you were trying to clean everything up. And I was like, what happened? And she goes, it exploded. And I'm thinking, like, glass? Like, the like the glass thing exploded? So she goes to hand me one of the mugs full of espresso, and I'm like... Super sketched out. Yeah, and she got really upset because... I, I would never give someone something that had, like, broken glass in it. But nothing actually broke. It was just the coffee grounds. Right. But also, her cup was made first and was safely, like, on the other side of the kitchen. Before any of that happened. So there wasn't even, like, a chance that coffee grounds themselves had gotten in there. Right. So, that's what happened this morning. What are you drinking? Well... I tried drinking the espresso. I really did. But I did so before I really had any food food. Like, I had a protein shake, but not, like, actual food yet. So my stomach started getting pretty upset. Mm -hmm. So now it's I'm... too strong. Yeah, it's too strong. So I made myself up, which is the opposite of the problem I had a few weeks prior. Yeah, you're like, this coffee isn't good enough. Good enough, <laughs> yeah. This time... So I actually made a lighter roast coffee... Which is like, it's like a, a Frankenstein coffee mixed with, I think it's like Folgers mm -hmm. and Dunkin' Donuts. Yeah, caramel. Caramel. So I have, I'm drinking it out of an owl mug. It's literally in the shape of an owl and it's really fucking cute. <laughs> I almost tried to censor myself and I was like, this is, this is our thing, so fuck it. But <laughs> originally the espresso was in this mug. So I'm using the same mug so I can talk about it, but much lighter. And we also have donuts today. Yes, yeah, so we had a little bit of an excursion. Yeah. Between the espresso fiasco and the fresh pot of coffee. Yeah, I'm I'm getting a new job mm -hmm. starting on Monday, and it's hopefully going to be a more regular one instead of what's been happening for the past few months. And I kind of had a little, uh, what's the word? Freak out. Freak out. I was like a panic attack a little bit because I didn't have like the shirts I needed mm -hmm. for work, and I start Monday and a Saturday. So we did that, and then on the way back we got donuts because we could. I don't get donuts very often. I actually worked at a donut shop for two years in college, 
I worked at a Krispy Kreme, and we went, we got Dunkin'. And there's a very big difference between Krispy Kreme and Dunkin', but these these will do. These yeah. are good. Yeah. Sorry, I've like got us got us off on a tangent. <laughs> We're gonna talk about some fun stuff today. We're on a Celtic week. Yes. All right. So take it away. All right. So this week is a bit of a three for one. While I was researching the C, which is C U with an accent space S I with an accent T H. I found two other related dog creatures from the British Isles, so I wanted to touch on them as well. So originally I was looking into the Scottish Kusi, and they were large, green, shaggy-furred dogs that had paws the size of a man's hand and whose body was the size of a calf, a baby cow. Sometimes it had its tail fur braided and then other times it was just like a really coiled tail like you know how a husky's tail just kind of goes floop like up yeah it is actually like goes around in circles that's pretty cool yeah so the kusi makes its home in rock clefts and spends its time wandering the scottish moors they can hunt silently but would sometimes bark exactly three times and if its prey didn't reach a safe place by the third bark they would die of terror. Oh my gosh. I love how you were just like, it's a real fun one today, guys. And I'm like, and they died of terror. Let me, let me like put a little thing in here. So I told Leah that we wanted to go for something a little bit more Halloween-esque. So she's definitely fitting that bill. I'm going to be fitting that bill later, but like getting prepped for that fall time, yo. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Someone's coming. Let's do it. Where was I? Dies of terror, yes. (laughs) Dies of terror. Alright, so that was the Scottish version. Then the Irish version is called the Cushy, which is C, you with an accent, space S-I-D-H-E. And it is black furred instead of green. And this version is related to black dog lore. The Cushy are described as the size of a horse. So they're all very large dogs. (laughs) That's giant. Yeah. They are the fairies' helpers and would help them hunt and abduct human women that were mothers of young children. And the purpose of this was to take her back to the fairy realm to nurse fairy babies. Due to this belief, men would lock up their women to keep them from being taken. And it was believed that it can appear and disappear at will. What? Also, it would escort souls to the afterlife. So, like, that part's That like, part's kind of cool. That one's like, good doggo. And then the other part's like, why what? are you kidnapping women? women. <laughs> okay. Okay, so that's the Irish one. Okay. The third one is the Kunanun, which is spelled C-W with a chevron diacritic on top, N space A-N-N-W-N. I looked up the pronunciation of that because... It's just so many consonants. Dang. <laughs> so I hope I'm saying it right. The Kunanun means Hounds of Anun. And Anun was the name of the other world in Welsh lore. Ooh. They were considered hunting dogs of a wild hunt that was led by the king of the other world, Aran, or by Gwyn ap Nith, who was king of the other world in later lore. Hunting grounds of the Kunanun included Kader Idris Mountain, and the people of the area believed if you heard their howl, you were marked for death. Oh my gosh. Interestingly, 
in Welsh lore, their growls were louder when they were farther away from you. And as they got closer to you, the more quiet their growls became. Oh, that's a dis- that's- that's rude. <laughs> that's deceitful. It, it's a little freaky. I think that would actually be kind of smart on their end, though. Because then, like, you think they're far away, right. but then they're going to get you. They're like, oh, oh, they're running away. Good, good, I'm safe. And then you die. <laughs> then, you, then you're dead. That's sad. Okay. When Christianity came to Wales, they decided these Kunanun were hellhounds with Satan as their master. However, the other world of Amun was considered a place of eternal youth and not a horrible place like the Christian idea of hell. Oh, okay. The Kunanun are sometimes with Matanus, which means Nightmot or Matilda, and she is a crone that rides with the wild hunt. <gasps> Sorry, and, <laughs> I'm excited. And, and herds lost souls to Anun. That's really cool. I have a little bit more on her. So I guess it's more like a four for one. I'm a little jealous yeah. that you got to talk about Matilda. That's awesome. Okay, <laughs> keep going. So some believe that Matanus was once a beautiful Norman noblewoman who loved hunting so much, she said, Quote, if there is no hunting in heaven, I'd rather not go. Oh, I remember you telling me about this. Okay. <laughs> she is said to regret making this wish and so cries while hunting forever. Oh. Because of the association, sometimes they're called Hounds of the Mothers. Oh. <laughs> so the Kunanun are described as white, all white, okay. with red ears. What? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if you're going to like this next part, then the reason that they're described as those colors is because those colors in Welsh lore are associated with the other world and death. Fun. <laughs> Wonderful. I didn't write it down. I think it was the white is the other world and the red was the death. Okay. I mean... I'm hoping. That's what you're hoping for. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> this was a couple <laughs> researches ago. Yeah. We've been we've been doing a a bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I had Eliza draw the Kusi, the Scottish version, because I wanted to paint it like it was actually covered in moss and flowers. <laughs> yeah. And I think it turned out really cool. I thought it yeah, it turned out better than than my drawing for this week, I think. You're so harsh on yourself. Listen. But I like the colors in mine definitely more than yours, but it's because yours is, like, real dark. Your painting saved my picture. <laughs> That's how I feel about it. Aw. <laughs> so I wanted to also shout out to our new listeners in Germany, Norway, United Kingdom, Sweden, Peru, Belgium, and the United Arab Emirates. Welcome to our podcast. I don't know how you're stumbling onto our show, but welcome, welcome. And by the time you're probably listening to this, there'll be more people because we're definitely recording like a way ahead of schedule mm -hmm. in the sense like we're a few weeks ahead of schedule just because with my new job starting, I want to make sure I can train properly and have my head in the right game, but still be able to do this podcast so like I get a little bit more of that, mm -hmm. you know, that leeway. Anyways, so that's the Kusi. The Kusi. And we'll be right back after this commercial break. And we're back. And we're back. Okay, so this week for the Celtic portion, I'm going to talk about the Dulahan. Dun, dun, dun. Bah, bah, bah. 
Sorry, that's probably really loud. Anyway, so the Dullahan is also known as the Headless Horseman. Mm-hmm. And for any of those that are not at all aware of what the Dullahan is, um, it's also known as Gan Keen. I'm probably saying that wrong. It's spelled C E A N. Means without head. Usually male, but there are female versions. The Dullahan actually translates to dark man. Theory that the Dullahan is an old Gaelic fertility god, Crom Du, who was worshipped by an ancient king of Ireland, Tirmas. Not sure if that G is. The G's are probably silent. Yeah, probably silent. <laughs> Each year, the king would sacrifice humans to Crom Du, usually with decapitation. Oh, that's lovely. Yes, it's wonderful. Wonderful practice. This worship ended in the sixth century when Christianity came to Ireland and old sacrificial traditions were done with. To not be forgotten, it is said that Cromdu took the physical form of the Dullahan, riding his steed using a whip made of human spine. Yeah, that was that was a fun conversation when I was like, what color is this weird-shaped whip he's holding I'm so like, I can paint it? <laughs> it's human bones, and she's like, what? <laughs> to me like trying to mix a light enough color that it's like not pure white but it's like yeah got some color to it <laughs> other stories describe the Dullahan as a soldier that lost their head in battle other accounts of the Dullahan are that they are bitter about their death and they're searching for souls to take with him or her to the underworld after sunset on certain festivals and feast days the Dullahan can be seen riding a black stallion across the countryside Wherever he stops, a mortal dies. Described wearing flowing black robes, they're headless, and carries a head with him or her, and has supernatural sight, holding the head up high to see great distances, even in the darkest night. The first part of that sentence sounded like it's just like a head, not necessarily their head. Yeah. It's <laughs> like, whose head is it? So when I was reading up on this, there was a very grotesque description of this head. Mm. I'm I can't remember if I um go into too much detail, but the flesh is supposed to be like rotting on the face. Lovely. Yes. Anywho, if you watch the Dullahan pass, either you're punished by a bucket of blood thrown at your face. Oh. <laughs> or you're struck blind in one eye, and some accounts state that it's by the spine whip that the Dullahan wields. No. <laughs> if the Dullahan stops where you are and calls out your name, your soul is drawn out and no longer amongst the living. Unlike the Banshee, the Dullahan is not there to warn. They are a definite harbinger of someone's demise. The only possible defense against the Dullahan is supposedly an object made of gold. To go into why? Not really. It just said that Dullahan supposedly have an irrational fear of gold. Okay. There was a story from Galway of a man that heard horses' hooves on his way home and saw the Dullahan. He dropped a gold coin on the road and the Dullahan roared and was gone. Just vanished. Mm. Some parts of Ireland describe the Dullahan driving a black coach drawn by a team of six horses traveling so fast that the friction from their hooves set hedges on fire along the sides of the road. Some accounts state that the carriage was lit by candles and made with coffins, tombstones, and human bones. You know who's really going to love this episode? Your mother. No, I was going to say Marjorie. Oh. (laughs) Okay. One book stated that the coach horses are headless as well, 
and that if it stops in front of a house, it is an omen of death to the house. And if you were to open the carriage, a basin of blood would be yet again thrown at your face. All the blood. Why do they just have buckets of blood? <laughs> because it's a supernatural being harbinger of death and he has blood on him from all the things that he's destroyed. I don't know. Like... <laughs> so gruesome. It's also stated that the Dullahan's head emits an eerie light, somewhat used as a lantern, and the head smells of moldy cheese. I put a question of blue cheese because that's what I think of. And covered in rotting flesh. Oh, I didn't put that down there. The mouth has a hideous grin touching both sides of the head. I would not want to see this thing. Mm -mm. The disembodied head can only speak once each journey, and only the name of the person's death at Harold's. Fun. In the literature, the Dullahan inspired the legend of Sleepy Hollow, written by Irving Washington, where the origin story of the Headless Horseman was a soldier that lost their head during the American Revolution and rose during the festival of Halloween to search for it. The Brothers Grimm also has a number of tales featuring the Dullahan. And there's a German story of a headless horseman who blows a horn to warn huntsmen not to ride, as death will befall them that day. Well, that's at least helpful. I know, that's actually kind of nice. I put down that there's a notable reference nod in anime. For example, Durarara, my favorite character in that anime, is uh, a woman, Dullahan, that rides a motorcycle as their steed. Mm -hmm. with a biker helmet in place of her head, and she's constantly looking for her head to restore her memories of her past, which I thought was kind of cool. It's probably the the less gross versions of it. <laughs> yeah. Like, I was not... Ex I mean, I don't know what I was going to expect. I didn't really grow up too much with The Legend of Sleepy Hollow, mm -hmm. but, like, I kind of remember the Ichabod thing as in, like, the cartoon version, because there's an old Disney cartoon version, and then there's, right. like... The live action movie with Johnny Depp and them. I think I've only seen that one once, and I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix right now. Are you telling me we have to watch it? I'm not saying we have to watch it, but we can. <laughs> okay. So, it's it's a thing. I find the Dullahan a lot funner because it's, like, more intense, mm. if that makes sense at all. The drawing I made of my Dullahan has the spine whip. Has the creepy looking head. I did not make it nearly as creepy as I could have because I just wasn't in the mood of drawing that. That would have been grotesque, to say the least. And I probably would have given myself nightmares. So let's not do that. <laughs> I have an irrational fear of dolls. <laughs> right. So like, like not just any doll. It's like more of like the porcelain dolls. I know that's not the same as, like, drawing a headless horseman, but that's what I kind of think of you with, like, it. that's, like, that was the connection I had in my brain, and I was like, none of that. Mm. That's a big nope on my end. Yeah. For dang sure. You ready for Halloween? I have a lot of stuff ready for Halloween. Yeah. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be great. <laughs> yeah, sure. As long as this, uh, pandemic keeps rolling. <laughs> right. Like, everything we've planned has just kind of... We'll see how it goes. Right. Yeah. But lots of decorations, though I'm having trouble finding... Cauldrons for some reason. Right. And not like not like big cauldrons, not like fancy cauldrons, not the one-inch cauldrons that hold a single Jolly Rancher. I'm looking for very specific sized cauldrons, and 
all the stores are like they have listings for them but they're quote out, out of, of stock. stock i think it's because they're still getting them in to sell because even though they're starting to sell halloween supplies here in the united states it was stated that they're actually putting it all out early to try and drive sales so that they actually make money off of halloween this year mm. which i can understand from a business standpoint but at the same time they're putting out the wrong things. I need my baby cauldrons. Yeah, all of they have, like, <laughs> it's all, go like, gourds and baskets and leaves and skulls, but no cauldrons. Like, the cauldrons we are looking for are, like, 8 by 5 inch plastic black ones that you could get from probably Walmart once they get them out. Right. I've seen them all over the place other years, and then, yeah. like, I thought to myself, I need them for this, you know, 2020 Halloween. But it was, like, after last year's Halloween, so Christmas stuff was already being sold, so I right. missed that window. So I've just been waiting, like, all year for it to come out, and I am not having very much luck. We got one. Yeah, we and got one. And it was, like, it was the display one, and we were like, get it! And we snatched it off the display. And then the next week, we called Party City, because that's where we found it. And they're like, we don't have them on the floor yet. And I was like, dang it! <laughs> Kind of want to be like, hey, can you just, like, keep them in the back for us and let us know when they're ready? Yeah, because, like, we'll order... How many do we need? Like, six or seven? Yeah. Yeah, so... At least we got the flowers. Yeah. We got flowers to get... Fake flowers, not real ones. No. They would not last that <laughs> They long. would not last. No. <laughs> we... I'm really excited because we went to the dollar store and we got this, like, leave floral... What are they called? I call them, like, swags, but I think they might be, like, garlands. Yeah, so they're, like, these garlands, but they're all, like, fall leaf colors with, like, little pumpkins on them and berries. And we actually were able to hook it up atop our workstation where we were recording everything. I'm really happy about it. And then, like, to kind of tie it all together, we have this um, pumpkin-shaped craft piece that is, like, actually, like, a dyed leaves mm -hmm. in the shape of a pumpkin with like little tree branches all tied together and it's like turquoise and like a gray mm -hmm. and then there's like the fall colors on the top and it kind of ties the whole room together because it it's a turquoise backdrop behind our computer. computer yeah words i can say words and now we also have a baby yoda thank you mom and the rest of the crew for the baby yoda and the whole ancient magus bride manga series because I love that series and to actually have it on manga now I'm like really ecstatic and the Steven Universe artwork book was that like an early birthday party? no I called them and I was like thank you guys so much and they're like yeah and I was like man I can't believe I'm gonna be turning 29 in September and they were like shit your birthday <laughs> and I'm like that wasn't my birthday present. <laughs> I don't understand. <laughs> Should have played it off and like, oh yeah, yeah, that was your early birthday present. Like <laughs> I would have, I would have believed it too right. if they said that. I would have been like, oh, thank you guys so much. And they also got us another mug, which was very sweet of them. <laughs> the sister mug. Mm -hmm. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> you don't allow boys on the the sibling thing because, like, you know, you can get mugs. Or customized. That are customized with, like, the different people on there, but they don't have enough of a variety 
for you to have like all, just all your siblings on there, which is kind of sad. But got my sister mug. Hey. She's very excited about it. Yeah, it's been a thing. It's been kind of surreal this whole last week. Getting prepped for the coming weeks going on. Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Won't bore you with more side conversation. We will talk to you next time about the Greek mythos. Nice. I'm excited. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of the week. And thank you for stopping in. All right. To reminders, make sure to check out our art for this week's creatures on our Instagram at Coffee Table Mythos. If you want to share any art of your own of these creatures, make sure to use our hashtag Coffee Table Mythos so that we and our followers can check them out. As always, if you have any stories or requests, please email us at coffeetablemythos at gmail.com. And remember to mention if you want a shout out of either a name or handle and where to find you, or if you would like to remain anonymous. You can also find us at our Facebook page, Coffee Table Mythos, and you can message us on here as well. Check out our merch on Teespring at teespring.com slash store slash coffee dash table dash mythos. We are adding more listings as we research more creatures and make more art. Speaking of, we now have a lot more stickers up if you'd like to uh, check those out. Check those out. If you would like to donate to us, you can on anchor.fm slash coffee table mythos, or you can become a patron through our Patreon at patreon.com slash Coffee Table Mythos. Patreon now has a way to accept European pounds and euros as well, so I opted for us to be part of that program. So if you are from another country and want to now be a patron, you can now do it with your own currency. For right now, all donations will go to making this podcast better. Thank you so much for listening. Please give us a like, follow, subscribe, and share and review our podcast. If you have the time, we are interested in what you have to say. This is Coffee Table Mythos. We'll catch you next time. Mm-hmm.